Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, she is one half of the duo who hosts the Family Gems podcast. You can hear me on a very recent episode talking about almost dying in a fire while taking a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Suba Agarwal. Also joining me, he has gained quite the reputation as the unofficial, official Unpops ambassador of sadness. We have him on all the time to talk about the most depressing topics possible, but it's not that way this week. Ladies and gentlemen, a Tiff Myers. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do have a couple of guests. Case in point, Ambassador of SAD, Atif Myers is here. What's up, everybody? Atif, how's it going? Good. Everything's going pretty great. When I asked Atif to do this, his first question was, how sad is it? You always bring me on like the super depressing shit. And I'm like, how can I still try to make this funny? And I just sound like an asshole who hates condiments. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your your condiment take was very controversial. We have to get you back on to talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're not talking about sad stuff this week. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> Yay. Also joining us, first-time guest, Suba Agarwal. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. Excited to hear about what Atif has to think about condiments now. Just very curious. Oh, yeah. We gotta. We have to do another Unpopular Opinions episode so Atif can talk about how, across the board, he doesn't like condiments, right? Was that what it was? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Oh, so you were hurt mm. as a child. Okay. I mean, it's fine. You know, not everyone wants to experience yeah. joy. That's true. I guess, yeah, it was... I had a pretty shitty childhood. Thank you. It is going to get sad now. Thank you for making it sad already. A tiff was beat with a mustard bottle as a child. <laughs> very sad. Very sad. Hey, I was just on Suba's podcast, Family Yay. Gems. Talk about nice. your, your podcast, where people can hear it since you've never been here before. Everyone knows everything about a tiff. We posted it. We doxed him immediately. <laughs> After his first appearance. Home address, social security. Yeah, um, it. No, it's uh, the podcast we just share. Like, everyone has, like, a weird family story. Nobody's family is normal. And if your family is normal, that's super fucking weird. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's it. We just have a guest on. 
uh, make fun of them and their family trauma. It's called um, Family Gems. It's on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you get podcasts. So yeah, take a listen. Go listen to it. I was on a recent episode. And uh, we're doing a local news roundup episode of Unpops this week where it's casual. We just talk about news stories from around the country, a.k.a. the news. But I would argue these are mostly stories that haven't really made national headlines. Speaking of things that haven't made national headlines, I launched a Substack recently. and oh, shit. I am writing again. I assume most of the people who listen to this podcast know that I started my comedy career writing for Cracked.com. And then I was kind of thrust into doing podcasts full time for money. So now I'm back to writing for money also. Both things at the same time. AdamToddBrown.Substack.com. And I mentioned we're talking about local news stories. My column this week that will be up by the time this podcast goes up is about the Kansas City PD. Which Kansas City? Both Kansas Cities. Their police are fucking crazy. We did an episode once about the Albuquerque PD, and it seems like Kansas City is fighting it out for title of craziest (laughs) police department in the United States. So uh, my column this week is about that. So go read it, please, please. I'm fucking begging you, please. If it means I can do (laughs) one less podcast a week. Please just go read that shit. All right. Just fucking read it. Okay. But we should talk about some less harrowing local news stories. I like how my idea of less harrowing is how about this woman that attacked the cops with some bees? Because here's the thing. She's attacking the police. So yeah. eh. Now fuck the cops. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. This happened in. That I've said a cab. (laughs) (laughs) This happened in Hadley, Massachusetts. Anyone been? Nope. No. No? Have you? Of course not. No. (laughs) It's just a bit. 55-year-old Rory Susan Woods. Sheriff's deputy showed up to evict her from her home on October 12th. And she wasn't home at the time, but she pulled up as it was happening. And as fortune would have it, she happened to be towing... Two man-made beehives behind her car when she pulled up to witness this eviction. And so, as one does in that situation, she released the bees to attack (laughs) the people that were evicting her from her home. I mean, that's exactly what bees do. So, on brand. This story has two things I hate the most. is like bees and cops. I fucking hate bees. (laughs) I know. So much. I know. It's like, fuck the police twice for making me root for bees. But (laughs) these are honeybees, though. These are like, no, I feel like society has evolved a little bit. You wouldn't, you can't expect a pro-bee stance from Mr. Anti-Condiment Atif. There's no way he's going to be pro-honey. There's no way. Oh, that's true. Yeah. In my life, like, I've been, the, the only place bees have stung me are, like, my ears. What? Like, this happened, like, <laughs> over, like, ten times. I've gotten stung by bees on, like, my ears. And it's always, like, one at a time. So I'm walking around with, like, one big-ass ear. So, like, yeah. So, <laughs> you would rather it was both ears so they would balance out a little symmetrical, bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like. Golden ratio. In my backyard, I'll wear, like, a beanie so I don't get stung by bees in my ears. Like, I <laughs> fucking hate bees so much. More like a beanie. <laughs> yeah. all right I'll, I'll see you later i'm out can't, can't <laughs> yeah, thank that. you that's been that's been the podcast <laughs> yeah they right, said she they said she started 
agitating the bees to make them attack the cops. Um, she just started playing Joe Rogan. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or like police violence videos. Like, you see what these motherfuckers are getting up to when they're not evicting us? Get them! This is like some low-level, like, supervillain type shit, though. It is cool. Like, why have an army of bees if you can't sick them on motherfuckers? <laughs> Her ex-husband is just covered in bees things. Like, I agree with the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Here's a quote from the article. A sheriff's deputy reportedly tried to stop Woods, but was met with a furious swarm of bees <laughs> that began surrounding deputies, forcing them to retreat the aggressive swarm stung several officers and innocent bystanders, authorities <laughs> said. Here's the thing. There's no innocent bystanders. You're, you're there to watch this happen. And yeah. this woman's getting evicted from her home. Give her some space or get attacked by her pet bees. I mean, honestly, if a lady is unleashing bees, I'm watching. I'll take the sting. Are I want to see this. I want to see that shit. What That's else am I going to see? Uh, oh, across the street. I don't want to. Okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, like... I'd watch, but from a window, like <laughs> yeah. indoors. Yeah. Like, people that got stung absolutely deserved it. But this is like, it's mad impressive. I Yeah, I'm stunned. This is fucking great. <laughs> I like the part where the article mentions that she took the time to put on a professional beekeeper's outfit while all this was happening because that that's like that's like that video game thing where you pick up something that just makes you immortal for a little bit. <laughs> also, you can't claim innocence after that. You can't claim like, oh no, the bees accidentally got out. Like you're in a full beekeeper's outfit. You're like, who put the bees here? Like, there's no way you've committed to going to prison at that point. How did they not arrest her before she put that shit on? This shit takes like a couple minutes. You know, at least you know what's going <laughs> to go down. Getting stung by bees. Yeah, but she put on the suit first, I assume, right? Like they're just watching this lady put on a fucking bee suit and they're like, I wonder what she's doing. No, that the way they make it sound is she let the bees out and got them all riled up and then put on the beekeeper suit. Because, you know, she's used to getting stung. Like she can take a couple and it's it's nothing for her. But all these other wimps just getting annihilated by bee stings like she can stomach a few while she puts on that that costume i kind of when i first saw the headline and saw that it was massachusetts i was really hoping this was jeff's mom because i know <laughs> she does a bunch of beekeeper shit and like i don't want jeff's mom to be evicted from her home but i sure. do want jeff's mom to be the beekeeper that sicked her army of bees on the police also, Absolutely. of course, this is what somebody from Massachusetts does with bees. Like, yeah. you would think, oh, they're like, they're helping the environment. They're making honey. This bitch created a weapon. <laughs> like, only Massachusetts would use bees yeah. in a fight. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 10 so minutes in, there's another swarm that shows up with Dunkin' Donuts. Like, what the <laughs> fuck's happening? They join in. Did these cops come back in like a couple weeks and be like, yo, it's going to get cold. These bees are going to be asleep. <laughs> Then I'll fucking evict you. Like, it's already October. Like, give it till November. Just wait. Yeah, it would be funny if this turned into, like, a Waco standoff. Where it's like, we can't get in. All the bees still. So many bees. Too many bees. Gotta wait for them to die. They're just trying to shoot the bees. They're like, the bullets just keep missing. What do we do? Better weapons. So, yeah, she was finally arrested on four counts of assault and battery by means of dangerous weapons. I bet those bees were like, you're goddamn right. 
dangerous <laughs> weapons, three counts of assault by means of a dangerous weapon, and disorderly conduct. I feel like you could just lop that disorderly conduct off. That kind of goes without saying. I mean, I mean, if anything has order, it's a beehive. I don't think. I would argue true. that in court. <laughs> I don't know. This lady tried to, like, fucking my girl all these cops. <laughs> fucking here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's an effective strategy. It would fuck me up if I showed up to confront someone and they were like, boom, handful of bees. I'd be out of there. I mean, it's great self-defense. <laughs> uh, if I had on like a beanie or earmuffs, I'd fuck her up though. Like I just <laughs> my fucking ears. I'm not, not let them touch the ears. Just going for a tiff, sweet, sweet ears. Yeah, mm. what is going on with your ears? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it was like since I was like eight up until like a couple years ago, just always go for the ears. Well, I mean, stop dipping your ears in honey. It's pretty yeah. simple. Have you ever tasted your earwax? Ear is it like uncharacteristically sweet? Ew. I don't know. I don't taste it. I don't know, but it's, it's upsetting. Because I've heard earwax normally isn't. <laughs> All right. How about this next story? It's it's not like me to get behind the plight of a judge because judge, like you're basically a cop. You've probably yeah. done some bullshit in your day. But man, justice for Pinky Carr. She sounds like a good time and judge. And she has been removed from her duties. She is a Cleveland, Ohio municipal judge. In Cleveland, they got to need all the judges they can get, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot happening in Cleveland. It's a place. I've eaten there. I've been there. I've been in what has to be the best part of Cleveland twice. So, yeah, I love Cleveland. It's great. Okay. This judge, she was removed from her position for, quote, misconduct that included lies, disrespectful treatment, falsifying court documents, and wearing tank tops and spandex shorts in court. Yeah! <laughs> Why does that part matter? She's wearing a robe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like pinky behavior, though. It sounds fucking fly as shit. <laughs> oh, there's no way she wore the robe and the spandex. You don't... There's no way they would have known she was wearing spandex shorts if she had the robe on, unless there was like a open store grate and she had a Marilyn Monroe moment. Like, did she didn't show up with the robe? What if she wore the shorts over the robe? <laughs> I'm just, I like that. Like, I, a I, demand, I actually demand an answer to that question, please. <laughs> Look, I think the spandex shorts should be allowed as long as they had justice written over the butt. Then I feel right? like on brand. Yeah, and like calligraphy, that would have been cool as shit. <laughs> She could have been, I don't know, if someone's wearing a tank top currently, like, maybe she more acceptance <laughs> for people like us. All right, who gives a fuck? She worked hard through law school, let her wear what the fuck she wants to wear. No, you know, I don't think you even have to go to law school to be a judge. In a lot of areas, you don't. You can just be appointed. I don't know. You don't have to I be a lawyer. None of that. Just need opinions, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she also, according to court documents, her bench was littered with junk. Dolls, cups, and novelty items. Her own attorney described it as, quote, resembling a flea market. <laughs> that's funny. That's just, that's. That's fun. It's her, it's her bench. She can do what yeah, she wants. Oh, no, man. Imagine getting a fucking life sentence and then looking across from you with some lady in a tank top and troll dolls or like fucking pop. <laughs> You'd be fucking pissed. Some fucking I mean, Gandalf pop is staring at you. That's perfect. Troll dolls rub the belly, make a wish. Be like, I wish I didn't do that murder. See what happens, you know? Yeah, this reminds me of that Brian Regan bit where he was talking about oh no-nonsense judges. And he was <laughs> like, what is a nonsense judge? Like, is that 
even a thing. And it seems like she's she's it. She's the nonsense judge. <laughs> so fun. I don't know. I'm looking up, dude. I looked up pictures of her fucking desk. This fucking Woody from Toy Story and some hula girls. <laughs> it's like you could get a fucking life sentence and you look at the toys. Like, come on. I mean, excellent taste, though. Who doesn't love Toy Story? <laughs> She's got like a modified magic eight ball that she got from Etsy that has like actual jail sentences in it. Death. Death. <laughs> death. You've been sentenced to death. This is oh. traffic court, ma'am. Death. Sorry. Pinky oh car has spoken. She, I hope she at least gets a TV show out of this or or the mental health treatment she clearly needs also. <laughs> she Either looks more. mad fun. She does. She looks fun. She's cute. Look, yeah. if she was a judge of a wet t-shirt contest, nailing it. Uh, yeah. Actual judge, a little difficult. A little difficult to deal with. But again, unless it's like... You know, a Judge Mathis situation. Oh, yeah. It was great. I would watch Judge Pinky Carr on DirecTV Channel 108 or one of those Who weird channels it? that most people don't get. Yeah. <laughs> In between my Viagra commercials, yeah. I would watch <laughs> Judge Pinky Carr. I would love that. <laughs> she would also apparently talk about the stars TV show Pea Valley just incessantly <laughs> in court, including referring to her bailiff as Miss Puddin from Pea Valley, which I hope that bailiff was a dude. That would be very, very funny. Oh, Miss Puddin. I love that. I mean, who doesn't want an at-work nickname? Of course. It's a term of endearment. Anyone ever watch Pea Valley? I kind of want to watch it after this. I've never seen I it. I've heard nothing but good things. I've been meaning to watch that show for Same. a while. I've heard phenomenal fucking things about that show. I should watch it. I but mean, it's about honestly, like strippers and hookers, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, so this judge club. has great judgment. Obviously, she's like nailing it with the TV selections. What if that's why she got a job as a judge? Someone was like, "Holy shit, you watch P Valley too?" <laughs> we got an opening down at the courthouse. It is giving me big Ava from Abbott Elementary vibes, though. You know what I mean? Just oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think if you're like remotely funny and charming, you can lower your sentence with her. Like, I think that's the vibe yes. I'm getting. It's like, yo, you looking good today. She's like, you know what? 20 years instead of 80. I got you. <laughs> it does seem like that's possible because she also would make jokes about taking kickbacks for lenient sentences. <laughs> and some of the things she joked about accepting in return for lenient sentences, food, beverages, carpeting, or storage space. Those aren't jokes. Those are for real. <laughs> Why carpeting? Of all the bribes. Like, what is going on? She's got all that storage space she bribes someone out of. She's got to fill it with something. Rolls you, you a carpet like in a there. Weird hookup? Like, weird, weird hookups are the best. I had, like, a tire guy for a long time. Like, you got to have a weird hookup. Literal. I don't know what the term carpet bagging means, but I feel like <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Modern day carpet bagging. <laughs> That's so crazy. I just, and so, but that's how you know you've taken a lot of bribes. When you start getting really specific with yeah. it, you're like, I'll take food, drinks, carpeting, uh, a fixture for my bathroom, uh, my left windshield wiper, if anyone has a left windshield wiper. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what do we need around the house? <laughs> we are redoing that office in the basement. I need carpeting, sir. <laughs> and you get probation. How do, you, how do you even approach her with that bribe? It's like, yo, do you want money or do you want some fucking tile? Like, how do you even do that? I feel like she did it. I feel like she was like, hey, what do you do for a living while we're here? Hey, you, sir, 
You, sir, in the front, what do you do? You come here, are you two married? What do you do? What do you do for a living? She's doing crowd work on these motherfuckers and finds out one of them sells carpet. And she's like, hey, you want a reduced sentence? Need some Berber for the office. Another investigator accused her of conducting court business, quote, in a manner befitting a game show host. That's great. She's also accused of a whole host of other stuff, including uh, failing to reschedule cases in the early days of the coronavirus pandemic when court was suspended. Issuing warrants for defendants who didn't show up for court when court was closed. (laughs) And she rewarded one defendant for being brave enough to come to court by waiving fines and rescinding warrants. That is hilarious. I mean, I love this woman. Yeah, she's the greatest. Oh, she also conducted hearings without a prosecutor present, (laughs) stating once, (laughs) the prosecutor's not here. Let's see how much we can get away with. This woman is amazing. Okay, look, I am all for her staying as a judge. I mean, our prisons are overcrowded. We put everybody in jail for everything. Uh, look, Pinky Car knows what's up. Yeah. She's like, yeah. let's split this order of mushu pork on this new carpet I just got. <laughs> she is solution. Just chill out. She is solutions Miss- oriented. Exactly. Miss Puddin will bring some hot sauce in. It'll be a good afternoon, you know? It's This sounds like whenever you hear people be like, yo, you got to infiltrate the system from within. Like, she's doing that shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I looked up Miss Puddin, and it's just given me, like, Puddin Cup pictures. I genuinely thought that if you didn't tell me it was a character in P-Valley, I'd be like, Strawberry Shortcake's best friend. Like, I have no idea what would yeah. come up. Yeah, it sounds like a very innocent name. And it could be. There's plenty of innocent <laughs> stuff that happens at strip clubs in Mississippi. <laughs> what if she actually just sold pudding? That would be wholesome. That would I be amazing, yeah. <laughs> Going table to table selling, like, homemade pudding pops. I'd fuck with that. I miss a pudding pop. I don't know why they don't make them anymore. The death of those predates the Cosby scandal. I'm saying, we but should you can't still really bring that back, knowing what is affiliated yeah. with it. You know what I mean? We should still have them. Yeah, have Theo. Miss Puddin is back. hot. I looked up Miss Puddin from P Valley. That's a compliment to that uh, bailiff. Oh yeah. Yeah, Miss Puddin is hot. Let's get a picture of that bailiff. <laughs> What's going on there? All right. Oh let's... yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm and I'm going to have to put it in the show notes too. Miss Puddin' yeah. from Pea yeah. Valley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, the only thing I disagree with Miss uh, with the Judge Pinky Carr doing is her eyebrows. That is one thing she should never be allowed to do again. <laughs> these are uh, aggressive. They are apostrophes that she has glued onto her face. But, <laughs> oh, my God. This woman, I love her. This is so funny. All right, let's change gears a little bit and talk about a crisis that uh, is happening in several states across the nation. Turns out a bunch of places don't have a cheesecake factory. And, I mean, that sucks, I guess. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you complain about until you get a cheesecake factory. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah, we off. Need- I love that place. I went there for my 30th <laughs> birthday, and I wore a full gown. <laughs> it's it's the greatest. Like, the one in Marina Del Rey is like a fucking date spot. Like, that one's so, it's on the water. <laughs> so good the and the glendale the americana that mall beautiful yeah oh Oh, did that one finally open yeah that's where i went uh primo cheesecake factory man beautiful wow yeah i've only been a couple times i went to one in new jersey and that's the only one i ever ate food at and i was not impressed 
Oh yeah, the food is fine. You go for the cheesecake and the um, Lord of the Rings decor that they've got going on inside. <laughs> they have a massive bar too. Mm. Like you could you could sublease that bar and just live in it. It's like the perfect place for when you want to feel like really rich because it's like it's not like it's it's like affordable, but they give you like king sized portions. Yeah, and yeah. then it's just what like it just feels like ex like middle class excess. You know what I mean? Like this is what I feel like when people are like caviar with gold for everybody. <laughs> like that's what it feels like when I'm ordering a Caesar salad. It's <laughs> just wild. No, that's like that's like the nice restaurant my family would go to for good occasions. Like, yeah, exactly. It's middle class excess. That's what that so shit good. is. Like, <laughs> when my when my uncle came to LA to visit with his family, he's like, "Let's go right to the Cheesecake Factory," and then we went back to the East Coast to hang out with them. I introduced him to like my now wife at the time. He's like, "Oh my god, I got to treat her. Let's go to the Cheesecake Factory." Like, that's fucking. I spot. love it, but also like that's how you know the difference between income levels is because like when you're middle class, like that's because they give you so much. You're like, I'm fucking winning. But I went to a super fancy restaurant and the portions were so small. It's terrible. Like, it's like so tiny, and I'm like, oh god, you fucking rich fucks. Of course, because you're <laughs> going home to your walk-in fridge after this. You're okay with drinking a little smoked oyster and being like, oh my god. What's that five hundred dollars? Like, of course. <laughs> no, you're right. Because, like, again, my uncle and like my family, just the immigrant side, they started out mad poor, and now they have like mad money, but they still love Cheesecake Factory. Oh, fucking, fucking love Chili's it. Outback. Like, I love that shit too. Oh, I still love an Outback. I didn't Outback get so to eat at a Cheesecake Factory until I was in my thirties, probably. Oh, because that's criminal. I grew up in <laughs> Illinois, and the town I grew up in didn't have a cheesecake factory. I lived there till I was 19, moved to Madison, Wisconsin. The six years or so I lived there, they didn't have a cheesecake factory. Madison didn't. No, not then. This was a, wow. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota around the year 2000, which brings us to today because they still don't have a cheesecake factory. When I was going through all of the the local news headlines for this episode, one of them I came across was on, first of all, ESPN Sioux Falls. It's like, (laughs) what did Sioux Falls do to deserve their own wing of ESPN? Is the Sky Force in the NBA now? Like, (laughs) By the way, if you're ever in Sioux Falls, Sky Force games, very fun. They're an NBA uh, developmental league team. But, uh... Beyond that, I have no idea why there's an ESPN Sioux Falls, but there's an article on there about whether South Dakota is the only state without a cheesecake factory. They still don't have one. And it turns out they're not alone. There are 11 states without a cheesecake factory. But South Dakota, they also don't have Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, White Castle, In-N-Out, or Dunkin' Donuts. That last one hurts. Uh, That last one yeah. I lived there that for a long cool. time and no Dunkin' Donuts hurt. <laughs> Here's the thing. It was deep it it was well into the two thousands before Sioux Falls had a Starbucks. I remember when Starbucks came to town and it was like well into everyone else having oh, a God. Starbucks. That's always yeah. like so crazy to me because like I I think it was like there's a comedian named Lisa Curry who was talking about she was also from a small area and when they got a McDonald's like there were people lined up around the block to like go into the McDonald's because it was so exciting. I'm like that's fucking wild. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize how much uh, luxury I was living in by being in the suburbs of Chicago. Like, <laughs> but that, <laughs> that, that, that Starbucks in Saudi Arabia in like 99. But stuff like, like that, 
Stuff like that happens now. When I lived in Santa Monica, when I first moved to L.A., they got a Dunkin' Donuts at one point, and I couldn't go there for like a month because <laughs> the lines were just intense. And it's like, I get it, but also, have you never been to New York? That, I think that was just like every transplant who is like in Santa Monica, like all of these uh, kids that moved from Ohio and now have sold a TV show. And they're like, oh, my God, look at me. <laughs> well, I met Duncan again. And it's like, I'm Ben Affleck. It's like, you're not. You're not. Get I mean, that's that's at least partially true, because the only reason I know I couldn't go for the first 30 days is because I tried to go every day for like the first 30 days. And the lines were just too much for me. I love Dunkin' Donuts, but not as too. much as I love Same. not standing in lines. <laughs> I, what I love about Dunkin' Donuts is uh, I never know what I'm getting, if that makes sense, where it's like I'll order the same thing, and then like the amount of sugar or caffeine is wildly different every time I fucking order it. And I'm like, <laughs> am I going to be crawling on the ceiling like the girl from the ring today? Let's find out. <laughs> the last time I went to Dunkin' Donuts, I, I'm assuming they still have this. They'll just sell you a bag of bacon. It's just like stray oh. bacon, and it's like in a small fry oh bag size thing. But it's a substantial awesome. amount of. It's like getting a. It's a bag of bacon. There's and it's so like, much sugar, so much. It's like crazy. Oh, even the bacon, oh, it's no. it's like very sweet. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, fuck God. <laughs> Fucking hate being a Muslim right now. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that bag of bacon's a treat. Sweet bacon. It's sweet. Oh, a tiff. I make a candy bacon that would, it would knock your socks off, man. I'll never have, I can never have that. Mm, so good. This is a sad episode. <laughs> this episode this is the saddest I've ever sad. been on this fucking show. <laughs> so yeah, it turns out there's 11 states with no Cheesecake Factory. Uh, all of them. <laughs> South Dakota, Alaska, Arkansas, Maine, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, New Hampshire, Vermont, West Virginia, Wyoming. Well, I'm I think, surprised about Vermont. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm surprised about West they, Virginia, weirdly enough. Yeah, I think of all those states, I feel like the only one I would like want to go to is Alaska. <laughs> and even then, not to go to a cheesecake factory, that's for sure. <laughs> that's fair. You know, Maine is also, yeah, you're right, Maine is mad surprising. Yeah. Well, I guess if you could drive down fucking, like, Massachusetts, you'd be fine. It's like a fucking 30-minute drive. Yeah, if... If we were judging best places to live based on how many cheesecake factories they have, California wins hands down. We have 39. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. The That's most. Yeah. Yeah. If we just distributed our cheesecake factories throughout the nation, everyone could have one in every state. Uh, That's what happens. All the cheesecake factories just aggregate to the 1%, and then the rest of us are left without cheesecake factories. Exactly. Nobody... No one's talking about the cheese factory gap in this country. <laughs> We're hoarding the cheesecake resources. Uh, Florida is number two, followed by Texas, New York, and New Jersey. So if you want to eat at Cheesecake Factory, just live somewhere cool, or Florida or Texas. <laughs> and you can have one. I mean, you could, you could move. Texas is cool, right? They got... They got Rogan and slurs, like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Texas is amazing. They got that power grid that can't handle the very earliest stages of global warming. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, <laughs> let's talk about some L.A. stories. People listening at home, I don't know if it's reaching 
national airwaves yet. If not, fucking look into the L.A. City Council racism mm, scandal. These fucks. <laughs> it is bad. It's very bad. Uh, Comically bad. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is one of those, the, the kind of story I like to point to when people talk about how liberal California is or even how liberal L.A. is. It's like, mm, talk to our city council about Look, that. Anywhere there's rich people, it, they're not actually liberal. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Just... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> this city council thing, uh, the city council president, her name was Nuri Martinez. That's still her name. She's just not president anymore. <laughs> there was tape of the city council meeting where all of the people present in the meeting were Latino. And Nuri Martinez was talking about city council member Mike Bonin. Yeah, it's actually it's actually Bonin. Sorry. Sure. And Mike is gay and he and his partner have an adopted son who is black. And on Shame. this on this t- I know scandal enough. OK, but it gets worse <laughs> on this tape. Joking. On this tape, <laughs> Nuri Martinez is talking about Mike Bonin and his son, and she accuses him of carrying his son around like an accessory. And then she says the son behaved parece changuito or like a monkey. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, there's no way you don't know that's like super fucking racist. Like, yeah. That's yeah. the most racist. Yeah, like... Very few things can top that. Uh, yeah, you so. can't be like, what, black people, monkeys? That's a thing? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. You fucking knew. No, but it's like it's like aggressively so that just it seems like the most unrealistic, but like it actually happened. Like if you try to write that shit like in a script, they'd be like, no one fucking would say that. And it's like, oh, it was fucking some evidence. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> and she also made disparaging remarks about other groups, uh, particularly indigenous Mexicans from the southern state of Oaxaca. But the stuff that has gotten her in most trouble is her comments about her fellow city council member. And at first she was like, all right, I'll step down as president, but I'm not going to resign. And I remember hearing that and I was like, you're going to resign. Yeah, you're you're done. There's no way. (laughs) Absolutely going to resign. And she did. But there were other people in that meeting. And what you'll note if you hear the tape is that none of them went, hey, what did you just say? That's 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 a whole lot. Like, yeah, there were just kind of people there sort of not. I mean, I don't know if they were agreeing with her, but no one was objecting. And two of those people were L.A. City Council members, Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo. And now people want them to step down. Kevin DeLeon especially. What a bastard. He's been pushing himself as so fucking progressive. And then a few months ago, he pushed this homeless encampment law that basically treats being homeless like being a pedophile. Like you're not allowed to be homeless near parks or schools anymore. Oh, that was him. Yeah, it was all of the L.A. City Council. There was like, I think it was actually Mike Bonin was the one guy who was like, this is just going to criminalize homeless people. Okay, right. And then, go figure, now people are on tape fucking criticizing the shit out of him. And Yeah. 
And I mean, I'm happy there. It made. I'm happy it came out because it's. They're gonna look at redistricting and like whether there was. Because uh, I mean, there was like whole thing. I think at one point she said, "Oh fuck, the, some politician. He's with the blacks or whatever." Yeah. And they were. Yeah, they were like trying to disrupt um, like local community power and stuff like that. So I think they are looking into the redistricting they did. So and that's the problem is like so much fuck shit goes on behind the scenes that unless like a tape drops, a lot of the times it's like hard to prove like oh they were like specifically trying to oppress the black vote by disrupting these districts but now at least people are going to take a look at it and hopefully any damage they did can be undone so it's like as much as those tapes are like hard to stomach i'm so it's like a relief that this shit came out because i'm I'm not paying attention to a redistricting map you know what i mean like yeah sure yeah, I've been driving around looking for AutoZones trying to replace my windshield wipers, which is why I brought that up earlier. But it's like, I'm not... <laughs> so it's like all of this crazy shit goes on, so I'm happy that like some of what they're doing is coming to light. But it's also like, it's it's always weird to me that like no one ever like stands up to them and be like, yeah, but it's fucked up you said that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They just let her do like a 30-minute set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up that no one stood up to her, and I want to know why it took so long for this tape to come out. Because this meeting happened like a year ago. Yeah. And like you want to believe that someone heard this and was like, well, I must do the right thing. And I think it's illegal. In California, you can't record people without them knowing or their permission. No, that's Isn't true. that what that's I why, saw? Yeah, because like security cameras, you can't, you can't even have audio on them because you can't record people. Uh, without their consent, like audio-wise, mm-hmm. so that's probably why. I think so. I think they were afraid of getting in tr- legal trouble for doing it, and then they dropped it on um, a Reddit forum, and I think they still traced it back to whoever dropped the tape initially, which sucks. Oh yeah, could see that being the case. Again, it's a thing that when people talk about liberal California and liberal Los Angeles, it's like it's not what you think. Like a lot of the really heinous stuff that we associate with Republicans started in California. Deinstitutionalization started in California. That's why we have the homelessness issue that we have right now. And it started with Republicans, but it still started in California. We still Mm -hmm. voted for it. I always talk about on stage how we had a Nazi compound in Santa Monica that after World War II ended, we immediately tore it down 70 years later in (laughs) 2016. Like right when we could have used it again, when Nazis were getting hot again, (laughs) we fucking finally tore it down. It was called Murphy's Ranch and... I'll link to it in the show notes. People can Google it. But it was a compound that was intended to be like the Nazis base of operations in the United States when they finally conquested us. And (laughs) jokes on you, Nazis. We just teamed up with you. How did this even get built? Like, who was it while we were fighting the war? Like, what bold motherfucker was just building a structure inside of California? Like, we're going to loot. Like, who... How? How did that get made? I think it might have been like it might have been there before, like because there was there was an American Nazi party before World War Two started. Like, oh, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but that's also that makes more sense as opposed to I was like, somebody was like, no, this is a school for a tap dance. (laughs) That was Russian. But you get what? (laughs) I was like, how are they building this thing? Yeah, I wonder what prompted them to finally tear it down. I'm sure there's information out there about what that was, but it's like, just tear it down 
Like, why wasn't it torn down immediately? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? L.A.'s wild, man. Yeah, as we speak, there are protesters outside Kevin DeLeon's house trying to get him oh, good. to resign. God, that would be that would be so intense just having groups of oh, protesters yeah. outside your home all the time. But also, no. what's he going to do? He's going to have to quit. He asked, like, there's no way he's not getting reelected. So it's like, why? You're just serving out the last couple of years for what? Like, yeah. Even I saw on Twitter, even Magic Johnson was tweeting for them to resign. And I'm like, dog, you fucked up in L.A. with Magic yeah. Johnson telling you what to do. Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, in L.A. Part 2, <laughs> fentanyl pills disguised in candy bags seized at LAX. What I love about this story is it was just like this wasn't like a smuggling operation where like they randomly opened something that was being shipped through LAX and found drugs. It's just a motherfucker trying to go through TSA <laughs> with what had to be like 25 boxes of candy. Like what? A sweet tooth. They found 12,000 fentanyl pills. They're packaged in boxes of Whoppers, Skittles, and Sweet Tarts. Okay, uh, first of all, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. I was, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how you know it's bullshit because nobody likes Whoppers. Like, that's the fucking <gasps> shittiest thing. Oh, candy. my God. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. That's going to hurt you. Whoppers are amazing. No, no Whoppers are like, great. No, Maltesers is where it's at. Like the van from the Cheesecake Factory. I don't, I, I don't know yeah. if... Uh, I know it wasn't in my opening credits, but I'm actually president of the Cheesecake Factory. And <laughs> <laughs> you've been banned. What? Whoppers? No, they're amazing. But also, like, how did you think that was going to work? Pills are shaped nothing like Whoppers. Like, anyone going through, like, seeing that in the x-ray is like, oh, that's a box of pills. Like, that's yeah. not... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know all of those candies looked exactly the same. Yeah, it's a terrible, and also 12,000? I know, and here's the thing. I would expect that from somebody smuggling acid, because you're probably like, oh, whatever, man, shapes aren't real. But, like, this is fentanyl. If anyone should be, like, alert, and you know what I mean? Like, figuring out how to do things. But I would think a fentanyl smuggler. Also, what's up with all that candy? Yeah. Did that just get thrown up? first thought. That just got thrown out? Is that in a landfill somewhere? This is tragedy upon tragedy. But like 12,000 pills, like, and you said it's in a carry-on. How many bags? That's a lot of bags of candy. That's what I'm saying. That's so many, like... That's suspicious as fuck. Like, even if you weren't smuggling fentanyl, I'd be like, oh, that's a pedophile. Like, why are you... <laughs> why is this man carrying around briefcases of candy? Yeah. Also, also, especially if they weren't, like, flying, like, international, you know? Like, if you're flying... Because you know... If you're flying, like, some fucking third world country, you know they're not going to have candy, so you're stocking up. I get that. But First of all, to... everywhere has candy. It might not be the Not nice, as good. Not as good as Whoppers, yes. But like... <laughs> not as good as, like, American candy. Like, fucking British candy fucking sucks. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, everywhere is like, oh, we got good candy. Now, fuck that. Like, I, love, I love that you fuck went that. third world country and then said British candy, which, honestly, no... with what's going on with Liz Trust, maybe. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what Brexit has done to the availability of chocolate? Sure. Mm -hmm. It's a very on-point reference. When I I lived in, like, Saudi Arabia, like, over the Middle East, like, they'd always have, like, British candy, and they'd hype that shit up like it's real. But it's like, fuck you, I'd rather have, like, a fucking Reese's Cup than this fucking bullshit. Like, America's candy is where it's at, so I'd understand that. But if you fucking fly in, like, 
Clicky Bar. I, I love American candy, but like also, especially like Indian candy, like some Indian candy and sweets are dope, but like we have an amazing cuisine. We have the best spices. That's why a bunch of people invite, sure. invaded us because they wanted our fucking spices. But when I want candy and it's also spicy, I'm like, stop. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this? This is masala candy. I can't eat this <laughs> shit. Like, stop. <laughs> I feel like somewhere... I, I feel like what happened here is that thing where, like, if someone has a bunch of flyers they need to hand out and they recruit the local kids and they're like, <laughs> all right, go put these on cars and on doors and on posts. Do not take them all and just throw them away in the garbage and then come <laughs> back and collect your money. I feel like this is a similar thing where someone was handing out boxes of fentanyl pills and they were like, look, don't take them all on one flight. <laughs> you're going to make enough money that you can just do this a few times on multiple flights. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. <laughs> and then they stuffed 50 fucking boxes of Whoppers and Skittles in their carry-on and try to fucking haul it through TSA. And they're like, what are you doing? Also, just take a bus. Take a bu- Nobody's looking in your Greyhound bag. Take yep, a bus. Why? <laughs> take a bus, get on the train. No one's going to question why you have 50 bags of candy on a Greyhound or a Megabus. Like, you could come in dressed as a giant sweetheart. And everyone would be like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sit in the bag. Nobody gives a shit. But, like, you can't do that. Yeah, you could just GSA. You could have a bag that just says fentanyl on it. And like, that's fine. That's fine. Keep it in the bag, of course, but that's fine. And, uh, yeah, this shouldn't be mistaken with the rainbow fentanyl thing that everyone's hearing about. No one's trying to get your kids addicted to fentanyl. That's I dumb. Know. Except maybe on that bus. I feel like if you enter that bus with a bag that says fentanyl, it's like classroom rules where they're like, did you bring enough for everybody? Like, Yeah. Feel- yeah. <laughs> then you're just a drug rep at that point. <laughs> but no, you're 1000% right. Like, they don't want to give this to children. <laughs> yeah, kids can't afford a drug habit. That makes no sense. It's the parents you want to get that to. <laughs> hey, speaking of good parents, let's talk about Bonnie Sweeten. This woman... She made a whole bunch of headlines back in 2009 when I don't remember any of this, but she she called 911 and claimed that she and her nine year old daughter were kidnapped after their car was rear ended. She told the dispatcher she was calling from the trunk of the kidnappers Cadillac. It's a good and way to try to blame black people for that. I was just going to say, I wonder how she described the driver of that Cadillac. I could hear the spinner spinning. Help me. <laughs> like, he had spree wheels. <laughs> so this kicked off a massive search effort by law enforcement because Bonnie was young and pretty and white. Except the story fell apart because authorities very shortly after that phone call tracked her down to a luxury resort in Disney World. <laughs> I love that. Like... <laughs> At least try to hide a little bit at first instead of going to one of the most heavily surveilled areas on <laughs> Earth. That's so crazy. Anyone ever been to Disney World? Yeah. Oh, I hated it. I had the worst experience. Oh, really? I, it was bad. So they, my parents had my older brother chaperone me. I was like 11. He was like 13. And he wanted to spend the entire Disneyland trip and our Disney dollars Inside the Virgin Megastore. So I spent an entire <laughs> week inside Virgin Megastore fucking watching him listen to fucking Mob Deep 
and like he still to this day apologizes for ruining like my childhood like instead of riding on rides he was just like we're gonna fucking listen to all these cds and i was like oh this rides and his virtual reality and he's like i don't give a fuck man (laughs) that is bad oh it's the worst Suba, what happened with you at Disney World? Because oh, I've also uh, been. Let's all me, let's talk about it. <laughs> me and my husband just went on uh, on Christmas, which you should never do. Never go during Christmas. And we weren't thinking because it was like jam fucking pat. We couldn't get on anything. Not enough people washed their children. Like it really smelled. It was like an aggressively long line, and like the fast pass or whatever. It was so confusing and hard to use. So like we couldn't get on anything, and it took forever. And then. I had the flu shot, but my uh, husband didn't, so he got sick. And then Mm. the trip ended up being uh, me riding alone with all of these families while he was sick in the hotel room. Because I went, like, right (laughs) before it was closing. (laughs) And I just kept him texting him pictures of me smiling next to, like, all these different kids. That does sound bad. I know. We went to Universal, and, like, the Express worked. It wasn't jammed with kids the same way. Yeah. So much the rides are better. I was like, why didn't we just do this? It's underrated. I know. Really. I went when I was 10. I was in fifth grade, and it was fine. It rained when I went, which sucked, Mm. but that made it not that memorable. The only thing I remember is I used my school backpack as my luggage and I forgot to unpack before I went back to school for the first time. And so when I got back to school after having taken this like flashy vacation in the middle of the school year, I opened my backpack and a pile of tidy whities just fallen out <laughs> onto the, the floor. And it was very embarrassing. But also, I had just been at Disney World. And those I motherfuckers had been at school. So, fuck them. That's li- that's literally every child's nightmare is opening <laughs> their locker or backpack and a bunch of tidy whiteies fall out. It wasn't the best. It was not the best. So, yeah, they, found this, they found this crazy woman at Disney World. <laughs> Turns she out was- she had stolen her co-worker's ID. She had a co-worker who kind of looked like her. <laughs> and she stole her ID and used it to buy plane tickets to fly to Disney World. And that's how they caught her. And it turned out she had fled because she was unable to repay $280,000 that she stole from the elderly grandfather of her first ex-husband. Oh, shit. Which also implies you definitely don't have enough money to go on the run and start a new life. Like, how was this supposed yeah, no. to work? That's so why I mean, obviously, she's not good at planning. No, no. Oh, no, she planned a trip to Disney World. Like, fucking, you gotta get the credit. <laughs> I think she might lack some impulse control also, <laughs> as we'll find as this story goes on. So she ends up getting sentenced to nine months for identity theft and false reporting for all of that. But then in 2010, she was charged again, this time with stealing $700,000 from her employer. Oh, my God. And she ended up serving eight years in prison for that. And so she gets out of prison and she returns to Pennsylvania where she had lived the whole time. And eventually an excavating company president with a heart of gold decided to give Bonnie Sweeten a second chance at life. In 2017, he decides to hire her to work at his excavating company. But surely he's not going to hire her to be his bookkeeper, right? Yes, he did hire her. To be his bookkeeper. And she immediately starts stealing money. 
According <laughs> to court documents, the first time she stole was two checks worth $2,250 in December 2017. I don't know what month in 2017 she got hired, but I bet it was December. Dog, she's not that cute. She's not cute at all. Fuck. Well, you gotta, I mean, she's in her 50s now. This was saying, like, how are you gonna, I'm gonna fall for this now. I would get like if it was. Like, I mean, well, I mean, we got to see the ex. We got to see the excavating company guy first, and also Fair. he might like he. He said he knew her before, and like uh. she probably gained his trust. But and then she has a, she has a track record of stealing from those closest to her. Yes, yes, which is why you don't hire her to be your bookkeeper. Like not to victim blame, but here we go. No, no, the stripper likes me. She likes me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she stole two checks almost immediately. She also used her access to company bank accounts to issue dozens of company checks to herself, regularly intercepted checks sent to the company, deposited them into her own account. She also used company credit cards to make tens of thousands of dollars in personal purchases. And I didn't put it in the notes, but they also kind of imply that she was like collecting personal information about the owner of the company, which I'm assuming if she ever got caught, she was going to be like, all right, but you're a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) But like, how do you not notice that much money going missing immediately? Like, also, how do you not notice that chick that you're paying $15 an hour showing up in a brand new Tesla with uh, minks around her neck? Like, how did you, none of this. (laughs) There's a case, there's a documentary about it. The woman's name is Rita Crundwell. And- (laughs) Sorry. These women have the worst <laughs> names. It is. It's a bad name. And oh my god, Reed Crundwell. Oof. We did a podcast episode about her. We talked to the woman who made the documentary. Rita Crundwell worked as the comptroller and treasurer of a town called Dixon, Illinois. And to that question, like, how would you not notice this much money being stolen? Rita Crundwell stole. million from the town of Dixon, Illinois. And when she was finally caught, the entire town was like, we had $53.7 million. Like how? Like it just like happens. Like they're siphoning this money off a little bit at a time, but it carries on for so long. It just so much. Like imagine if Rita Cronwell stopped at like 30 million probably never gets caught yeah but you never stop that's the thing you can't stop like these types of personalities to do that psycho shit like she's never gonna stop stealing you could put that bitch at at best buy and she would start (laughs) stealing dvds out of the bed like she's never gonna stop what's her bad dvds too (laughs) (laughs) what's what's funny about rita crundwell is she was heavily involved in like show horses And, like, she would go to all of these, like, events, and she would, like, breed horses and take them to these show events. And that's how she got away with it, because the people at her job were like, man, Rita must be making a fucking killing at that show horse thing, because she is rich. And meanwhile, the people at the show horse thing were like, how is she affording all this shit? Like, (laughs) comptroller of Dixon, Illinois, pays enough to have tour buses for your horses? It's nuts. It's a very fun documentary. I don't... What is the documentary called now that I'm fucking talking about it so much? All the Queen's Horses. It's a 2017 huh? documentary. Yeah. It's very good. 
Very, very good. So, uh, oh my gosh, I looked her up. Yeah, no, that's a lady that loves a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got horse vibes. She's got lots of horse vibes. Uh, let's talk about a feel-good story. <laughs> I think this is this is a kind of an upbeat thing. You don't like normally stories like this go the other way. A missing New Mexico hiker was saved after being spotted by a passenger on a tourist train. Like, this is some movie shit. This woman, the first part's not feel good. She was, she was hiking. It's a woman from Aztec, New Mexico. They don't name her in the article. She went missing while hiking. And she'd gone missing because she fell off a cliff and lost consciousness. What? And she had a broken, that? She had a broken leg and a concussion. How do you not notice what? The How do you not notice the fucking cliff fucking Miss Wiley Coyote brought? How do you not notice that shit? How the fuck do you not... Right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she fell asleep. You can't be texting. There's no signal. She fell asleep walking. I don't know. No idea. So she fell off a cliff. Uh, a tiff called her an idiot for it. <laughs> she wakes up. She's got a concussion and a broken leg. Uh, she probably didn't know that at the time. Well, I'm sure she knew the leg was broken. Concussion, maybe not. But she couldn't move. She's in New Mexico, which is all desert. It's all irradiated desert because we tested all our nuclear weapons there. <laughs> so it gets down into the 20s overnight sometimes in the desert. She's wearing a tank top. Also, there's fucking mountain lions and wolves and chupacabras and skinwalkers all parading around that area. So she's in a lot of danger and she manages to survive overnight. But the next day she still, it's not like sunlight helps. She just can't, she can't get anywhere, but she sees a train passing the Durango Silverton narrow gauge railway, a tourist train, which what are you looking at? You're going through the I'm, desert of New Mexico. I mean, that's just a, I'm surprised anyone spotted anything. Cause that's the train you go on to get fucked up. That's all that is. <laughs> Yeah, that's a party train. She sees this train pass and starts waving her hands frantically, all hysterical and shit. And a passenger actually sees her and alerts the conductor. And they pulled over and helped her. This is a quote from Darren Witten, who worked on the train. She was obviously, you know, in considerable distress, you know, I guess probably approaching somewhat of a panic mode. She was very adamant that she did not want to be left alone again. That leads me to believe they tried to leave her alone again. Like, they were like, all right, I get that you're in distress, but do you have a ticket? Do you have, like, can you Apple pay us for the ticket? Because we're not just going to take you. All these people I paid. I don't see you on the list. Did you order the mom wines of the desert tour? Or Yeah, if we let you on free, we got to give all these other people their money back or break their legs. I also, I feel like, thank God, whoever saw her was smart. Because you know there had to have been one or two people on that train who would have just been like, hello, yeah. and start waving back. <laughs> oh, look, there's natives. <laughs> people in New Mexico are so friendly. <laughs> New Mexico's awful, but yes. It is. It is. I fucking hate it, that place. The food is so good, though. But otherwise, it it's insane. And, it's and like, fucking dirt cheap. Yep. Mm. But also yeah, that place it, is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I've never felt good in New Mexico. Like, it's, you're always, it doesn't, like, things never feel fine. No. In, I remember I was at a, I was at a strip club there. And sure, sure. There was a, there was a line of dudes 
there's a line of dudes wearing like ICP shirts, like for the punching machine. They didn't care about the strippers. They were just trying to see how hard they could punch. A fucking line of them. Like I was like, this is this is why you come here. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Even strippers are getting ignored by men for a, a game. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a game where you just sit there, you pay a dollar, you punch it, you're like, ah, oh, 600, fuck. Like, so weird. Oh my god. Yeah, Jeff May saw a person get hit by a car and then get stabbed <gasps> in New Mexico, like in the argument after getting hit by a car, they got stabbed. Also, Oh I was- my god. <laughs> I was there once. I didn't see this happen, but it happened while I was there. A guy was riding his motorcycle on the highway, and someone just, like, shot him and jumped off and threw his motorcycle in back of their truck and drove off. New Mexico's wild. And their police are crazy. I mentioned earlier we did an episode about their police. The Department of Justice sent the New Mexico, the Albuquerque specifically, the Albuquerque PD, they like sent them a letter and were like, hey, stop, stop killing oh my God. people indiscriminately because they had this thing where they got all this budget money to hire cops and no one wanted to be a cop. So they loosened their hiring restrictions and oh God. put this thing in place where if you had been a cop in good standing somewhere else, they didn't do a background check. They would just hire you there. And what they either ignored or didn't take into account is a lot of times when someone does some dirty cop shit, that police department will just like fire that person, but in a way that they can still get a job somewhere else. And so they got this one police academy recruit of fucking maniacs. And for years after that, just start killing people left and right. I remember I was flying back from Albuquerque. It was like five in the morning. And this cab driver is taking me through the airport to where I was going to be dropped off. And he was like, I'm sorry, I have to go exactly the speed limit. These police are looking for a reason to pull me over. And as soon as he said that, we pass a cop and we both look and he goes, see, look at his face. And (laughs) that cop had this fucking scowl on his face like he could not wait to pull a motherfucker over and do something. Oh, my God. It's, That's so scary. Yeah, it's intense. I got, uh, my Uber driver got pulled over on New Year's Eve one night, and the cop was like, I smell alcohol in the car. It's like, bitch, you pulled over an Uber on New Year's Eve. I'm drunk <laughs> back here. I'm so <laughs> drunk, of course. And I'm doing the responsible thing. Why don't you go out and solve some crimes, bitch? Yeah, oh, New they, Mexico, it's great. They never solve crimes. <laughs> no. But those enchiladas? Uh, <laughs> top notch. Top. And even then, I ordered enchiladas once, and I was like, can I get green and red salsa? And the cashier goes, do you mean Christmas? No, I mean green and red salsa. I don't care what you call it here. Christmas yeah. salsa? Oh, my God. Because it's that green and red. No food is worth <laughs> yeah. everything you just described. <laughs> that burrito would have to be filled with plane tickets out of there for me to want to be. <laughs> oh, my God. What a nightmare. All right. Let's end on a food story. Did everyone watch this video? Oh yes. A tiff. Did you did you see this video? That I see. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It looks it's amazing. I'll link to it. It went viral on Twitter last week. It is video of a frozen pizza section at a grocery Dude. store in Wisconsin, and it's hard to really describe how massive this frozen pizza section is. It's essentially three aisles. 
<laughs> but why isn't Enya playing during this video? This is I know. fucking heaven. Yeah, this should be like chariots of fire music underneath this shit. Oh my god. Or something. It is inspiring. Yeah, the thing about Wisconsin, the one of the things about the video that kind of explains it is the video is at a Woodman's, which that store's whole thing is we're like two grocery stores in one. It's massive. Like you'll lose weight oh. shopping here. Like it's huge. So there is that. But also frozen pizza is just super popular in Wisconsin. Like it's everywhere. Who doesn't like a frozen pizza? Yeah. It's, it's okay. What are you talking about? I mean, it's good when you're like a kid and your mom like throws it in the oven and you're like, oh. yes, pizza. But like no. as an adult, like I lived in New York. I like good pizza. Like I don't. Although, oh, but you just said you lived in. Were you going to say you lived in New York? Yeah. Because I don't know what that would have to do with good pizza because New York pizza is yeah. overrated trash. Oh, If you're home and you're like, I'm fucking hungry, and then you see a frozen fucking pizza in your freezer, you're like, dude, yeah. this is great. This is a bonanza. Like, Or yeah. sometimes I'm just craving that. It it doesn't taste like, it It has its own flavor, if that sure. makes sense. Well, you got to so get like, the right kind, too. There's a lot of frozen pizzas out there, as uh, as evidenced in this video. Look, every time they were like, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. I'm like, I fucking knew. You didn't have yeah. to announce it. Oh, DiGiorno's <laughs> trash. I don't like DiGiorno. Yeah, DiGiorno's bad. One of, the, one of the highlights of this video for me is when they hit the Screamin' Sicilian section. Anyone had a Screamin' Sicilian frozen pizza? No. Now that is like eating restaurant pizza. And apparently in Wisconsin, they are six ninety nine each, which that is a steal. I haven't gotten one for less than $10 in California. But Screamin' Sicilian might be the best frozen pizza. They have a an all-cheese version that has, like, the little round slabs of mozzarella on it. Oh, on, wow. Along with the, you know, regular mozzarella. But in wow. Wisconsin especially, frozen pizza is, it's an institution. Because in Wisconsin, they make so much fucking cheese, and they got to put it somewhere. So... A bunch yeah. of it goes on frozen pizzas. And they were saying there were like factories, like pizza factories in Wisconsin itself. So you're like right next to the factory. So I imagine that's why they're getting it at, for six ninety nine. Yeah, Tombstone and DiGiorno, I think both of their factories are in Wisconsin. And the weather sucks. Like a lot of times, you know, going out to eat isn't that easy. And if you don't want to cook either, like a frozen pizza is a good in-between because – yep. If it's one of those yeah. nights where you're like, oh, it's too shitty to go out to eat. Let's order delivery. You're an asshole. Don't make that person <laughs> drive you your food in weather like that. You put a goddamn screaming Sicilian in you the just, oven. You just got divorced. Uh, you're picking up some extra cash by working for Uber Eats. Uh, come up these eight flight of stairs. Warm up from the blizzard. You just drove through a blizzard. Warm up your hands. Walk up these eight flight of stairs, and I'm tipping zero dollars. You're welcome. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah, so many people. That's so many people. Although I am guilty, I will order food in shitty weather, but then you have to tip so hard. You know what I mean? But like, how shitty is the weather? Like, if it's in LA rain, it's like, all right, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's not that's a big. I don't even consider LA rain shitty. I'm like, oh fuck okay. you, spoiled motherfuckers. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. It drizzled. The only bad thing about LA rain is it is filthy. Yes. <laughs> the rain is so dirty i'm like what is the like literally i would rather my dog go play in a puddle and then shake its fur off on top of me like it's so gross <laughs> and when i lived in santa monica and downtown both 
when it rained, it would rain so infrequently that like just gunk would build up on the sidewalks. Yeah, yeah. And if people weren't out there spraying those down, once it rained, that turned into like an Ugh. oil spill. It was treacherous walking conditions. And it's like it rained for 22 minutes. And now I'm going <laughs> to die on my way to work. So, yeah, we'll link to an article in the show notes about Wisconsin and its long history of frozen pizza. It really is a thing. I lived in Wisconsin for a bunch of years. And still, when I go back, uh, there are like some boutique brands of frozen pizza that you can't really get anywhere else that you can get in Wisconsin gas stations and shit. And it is quality eaten. <laughs> tell you that. Uh, but also, I think that's our episode. I think we did it. Hell oh, shit. yeah. Unless, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Unless we want to argue about pizza more. I, listen, I was just in New York. I went to, a, I should have known. I had a show at a place called Caveat. There's a pizza place next door. Caveat was great. If you've never done a show there, amazing venue, great people. Uh, there's a pizza place right next door. And it advertised itself as the, the home of the spicy pepperoni. And it was this square slice that had the spicy pepperoni on it. And I ordered that, and the owner gave me this fucking look of approval, like, hell yeah, son, you did the right thing. And it was the worst. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, okay, see, there's a lot of bad pizza in New York, but there's also Most. incredible pizza. Although I will say one thing I like about even the shitty pizza in New York, the crust is good. Like it stands up because like people will eat it when they're walking around. In L.A., I've had like good pizza, but the crust just falls apart. I'm like, I'm eating a cheesy paper towel. I'm like, how can you guys not figure out fucking crust? Yeah, L.A. I love a cheesy paper towel. L.A. doesn't L.A. doesn't do pizza that great. But also, you're from the Chicago area. How are you? How is this happening? We what do you mean? we should be talking about tavern style pizza. Oh, that is good. Yeah, no, Chicago also had really good pizza too. Um, I I but, love a Chicago deep dish, no matter how much people bitch about it. But I love it too. I it's mean, it's so good. You no, same. I do. Yeah, it's an oh, event yeah. pizza. Like you're not going to eat it every time, but. Is there a milestone in your life you're celebrating? Get a fucking Chicago deep dish. But also the real Midwest style pizza is tavern style. When it's a thin crust cut into squares, I will take I've that. Never heard of this. I'll take it's that good. over New York style any day. I I mean, but you if you go into like Brooklyn and you like seek out like the wood fire pizza, like people that actually do it properly, that shit is like amazing. Like, it's really good. It's really no, my good. favorite. My favorite is stuffed crust. I love good stuffed crust. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's just like, you ever crust. been to a Papa John's though? No, nah, like a pizza and stuffed crust. It's like, my, it's straight up like my favorite pizza. I'm like, I'm like, I like when a dude came here from Italy and he's still working, even though he has <laughs> arthritis and he's needing the, I was just like, have you had stuffed crust from Domino's? <laughs> pizza Hut. I love it. What? I grew up fucking super poor. I love Pizza Hut. Stuffed crust is like my all time favorite shit. I've said this a trillion times. Pizza Hut's Detroit style is very good. It is oh, yeah? shockingly good. Yeah. Can I haven't the, had Pizza can Hut the in a minute. Be stuffed? Can the crust be stuffed in the Detroit <laughs> pizza? Want well, nothing but cheese on that fucking thing. Throw some cheese on that bitch. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. I think we got <laughs> to the end of an episode. Now I think we got it done. I think we had to get that extra pizza stuff out. Thank you both so much for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Suba, what do you got? 
Um, my album, Dog Show, it's out now on all of the things. I also have a web series with episodes dropping weekly and a fun podcast called Family Gems. You can find that and all of my social media on my website. Just go to s-comedy.com. S-comedy. All the stuff is there. Yep. I, can't, I can't believe you got S-comedy. Right? <laughs> impressive. A tiff. What do you got to plug? I got like stand up in Atlanta in February. Uh, you can listen to my stand up on Spotify. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like my comedy's like winding down because I, I have a kid coming in a month. So oh, I'm, like, congrats! Fucking, thanks. So I'm easing up because I don't want to get my wife fucking sick. But yeah, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> um, you can uh, again subscribe to my Substack adamtodbrown.substack.com, and uh, that's all. That's it. I got. I do other stuff. There's podcasts and things, but you know, you fucking know. <laughs> You're listening to this. You already know. Uh. So let's get out of here. Suba, say goodbye. Bye. Tiff, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.